welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, watching sequels is my life choice. <laughs> <laughs> and we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. And it's that time again. You heard it at the start. We're already into the holiday season. Into the Holly Jollies. The Holly Jollies. Everybody knows now the day after Halloween, it's essentially Christmas. That's true. That's right. I know, I know, I know. I mean, we there are, was Hall- there was Halloween erasure this year. That's true. I would say that I went to Target on on October thirtieth, and there was there was no Halloween section. They were like, next, uh, you know. Well, it's a little bit. I feel like it's a little bit early for us, but it is almost Thanksgiving. Pretty close. That's true. So we're not being too crazy here. Uh, and uh, hey, we're just following Disney Plus's lead. That's right. <laughs> We had Disney Plus Day, and you know, after Disney Plus Day comes Christmas. Right, right. That's the new order of things. And uh, yeah, so uh, part of Disney Plus Day this year, (laughs) they released a brand new Home Alone film, of all things. Home Sweat, Home Alone. Home Sweat, the workout tape, based on the Home Alone franchise. Lift those dumbbells, lift those bells, lift those handbells. Kevin McAllister's booty traps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the McAllister home workout system. There were um, a lot of weights in this one. Yes, yeah. it was. But uh, yeah, we're here talking the, uh, I believe, the sixth entry in the Home Alone franchise, mm-hmm. Home Sweet Home Alone. Um, Yeah, brand new out right now on Disney Plus. If you want to go watch it real quick, because we all know you have Disney Plus, just watch <laughs> yeah. it, come back, listen to this episode, because we're going to spoil everything i guess and yep. if not i'm sure there's like a free trial or something sure. or 199 deal yeah, or something. now's the time to yeah. use their free trial <laughs> not when now, uh, now's the time to bring show. up that elis is paid by the disney corporation right. i mean i was gonna say yes that i uh i do work now officially for disney uh fully but the department that i work for is like so far away from the people yeah. that made this movie <laughs> yeah, that there's yeah. really no conflict here. Um, but re- anyway, my opinions are my own. I and they, and they, no one, et cetera. Yes. And they give us no support or payment for uh, promoting this for the service. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I wish. In fact, they discourage it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. We're probably like one of maybe three podcasts talking about Home Sweet Home Alone <laughs> this week. No, I, I specifically disclosed on my employment paperwork that I had a creative venture that I own outright that does not belong to uh, Disney while I work for them. Oh, a creative venture. I've I never did heard put sequel anyone... rights podcast. Like you had, to, you have to say like, if you make anything yeah. while you're, uh, while you're yeah. an employee, it would belong to them unless you disclose it before you sign, which I did. That's smart. That's smart. So we can own this uh, priceless audio Thanks forever. Right. Thank God. Yeah. No one's reselling us. Disney, Disney, <laughs> I, I think. Unless you want to. <laughs> yeah. In which case. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are, we are entertaining Bring offers. Yeah. You can have my uh, hot milk uh, audio drop anytime <laughs> right. you want, Walt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're happy to be back again uh, talking about Home Alone. This is one that I uh, think we did back in 2018. Oh, my God. And uh, was not expecting there to ever be a new one, like, you know. Within our podcast lifetime. That's right. <laughs> right, because like when they announced it, we were already far beyond having done done the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, but but here we are. Here we are. It is out, and the trailer sounds like this. Twas the night before Christmas vacation. Ooh. 
And the fun was in full swing. You had split our family onto two separate flights. Mom! Max, please! The family left for their big vacation. Is that everyone? The cars are leaving now! But forgot one little thing. Mom? Dad? Uncle Blake? They don't even know I'm here. They don't even know I'm here. My mom and dad have gone to Tokyo. I'm totally on my own. You do realize that my 10-year-old son is at home by himself. You just assumed Max was on the other flight. We didn't take a census. We got reports of suspicious people around 36 Lincoln Ave. I can't go to jail, honey. I wouldn't last 30 seconds in Gen Pop. It's where fresh fish get got. Nobody here is getting got. And we're criminals. I don't think so. This is my house. I have to defend it. Orange stripe, center pocket. <laughs> Ooh. That did not sound right. <laughs> that did not sound right. Is In the Hall of the Mountain King the most used song for trailers? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's in, like, a million of them. <laughs> right behind Dragonheart. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, uh, Home Sweet Home Alone is a brand new film directed by Dan Mazur, who uh, actually has a uh, sequel rights connection. Uh, mm. He's he's mostly known for, uh, you know, writing, like, Borat and uh, Ali G and Bruno and stuff. Um, but he wrote uh, Bridget Jones's Baby. Oh, <laughs> which is, you know, uh, a series that we did in the past. I remember that one not angrily. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so, uh, but he's directing this time with a screenplay by Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel. Um, I did not see Mikey Day in this movie. He was supposedly in it. I think he was Uncle Stu. He played I, he played all the those priest, white people and uncles. Like I didn't oh, see priest. anything. Like I didn't even know who his dad was until the very end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Like his dad was one of <laughs> that them. That was confusing. Right. Mikey Day, uh, currently on SNL, for those of you who who might not uh, recognize Oh, Andy him. Daly, who you didn't know was his dad? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't White know. White man. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, there, are, there are a lot of, uh, you, you mentioned Mikey Day SNL. There are a lot of very funny people. Lots of favors this, being pulled at, yeah. uh, to get everybody in this in movie. In this movie. <laughs> uh, and... I, I would say that there's diminishing returns, maybe well, a little it's bit. Like when you have Chris Parnell for two seconds and then through a door, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like, okay, well, why was he in this? Right. <laughs> or Jim Rash? Well, I guess we got to get to the the we, hot we, topic. We will. Okay, we will get to that. <laughs> so, like, oh my god, uh, yeah, and um, Keenan. Oh my god, like yeah. I kept as it got closer to the end, I was like, I really hope that Keenan's been behind all of this the entire time. Uh, like we're yeah. going to get to the plot, but I was like, Keenan stole the doll. Didn't yeah. he? Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately that's not what happened. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, one interesting thing that we can get into right off the bat, I think maybe is that like, uh, so if you listen to that trailer, you hear the trailer, it sounds like you're getting your pretty much your typical, Home Alone movie that's like mm -hmm. super focused on the kid, right? But this movie is like way more focused. I feel on the like antagonists of the movie, or yes, like the burglars. Think of as the antagonists, like the criminals. They're not even criminals at all, right? Yeah. It's an interesting idea, but I don't know that it really pulled off this 
flip on the premise because okay so home alone premise right kid gets left home alone the two burglars come and he beats the crap out of them and then is reunited with his family yay they made it about 85 times more complicated for this one and we have seen backflips for this yes, premise we've seen in four inter- other we've movies seen, we've seen international art thieves <laughs> yes. we've seen that one where, uh, that one yeah the, the last movie was like where the parents were stuck at a christmas party because yeah. of a snowstorm right with, with with rest in peace ed asner right oh, oh yeah um, anyway so. but yeah this one i they they kind of want to do the uh there is no villain mm-hmm. thing yeah and uh i yeah yeah i think that it 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 is based upon a premise that like actually harry and marv are kind of likable in the first movie uh and so let's explore that some more to the point where we might kind of break the concept <laughs> right so yeah. like yeah harry and marv we love them because we love to hate, hate them, them. Yeah. and they're evil so it's fun when you see them get beat up and mm-hmm. they're old evil mm-hmm. criminal men not you know a, a, a couple that's fallen on hard financial <laughs> times <laughs> yeah, not a couple I mean, the that movie, is in danger of losing their home yeah. yeah it's like the movie boils down to like struggling <laughs> middle class family versus like annoying brat rich kid <laughs> and you're like oh is this a good thing to be having this dynamic right now and even though it's all chalked up to a misunderstanding i it's still like they're so forgiving and i just don't see anyone being that forgiving yeah well that's true there's <laughs> there's a MacGuffin at the center of this movie right. which is a doll that is uh <laughs> worth i guess millions of dollars of damage to a home yeah and <laughs> i just kept thinking about boy with apple from <laughs> From the uh, <laughs> the Grand Budapest Hotel. Right. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's some rare doll like the um, like the Beanie Baby that was the wrong color or whatever. Yeah. The head's upside down and it's horrifying. And there were only ten made in right. the entire world. And so it's worth two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars on, or they see it going for two hundred thousand dollars, which doesn't even like guarantee that they're going to be able to sell it for two hundred thousand right. yeah. dollars. They, they see that on eBay, there. the Electronic Bay. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they don't know how eBay works. Yeah. people post whatever they want. And so, it doesn't mean I know, and you're supposed to put you put like a super high price so people will like. Yeah, anyways. I do think that it said on the eBay listing like last one sold for this or something. Uh, right. If, or maybe it was current bid. Trying to like, argue but anyway, that, I yeah. mean, I understand they're not in California, so made like two hundred thousand dollars maybe goes a lot farther but i don't think it pays off your entire mortgage and spoiler alert a european vacation and all the damage to the to the mansion like yeah yeah, that's papa McAllister money right there right right okay well anyways so yeah the the family that's selling their house keenan is their realtor and uh they find out that they have a, a really rare doll and they think that this kid stole it Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it shoehorns this kid into their life because the kid he basically he has to go to the bathroom. So the mom <laughs> lies that they're interested in this house so they can just use a random family's restroom. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny. I mean, I feel like. It's, oh, that's happened before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totes. And uh, also hot tip for anybody out there. Right. Pester your local realtor by going. <laughs> what was using the show the where the lady kept. Oh, I'm Breaking Bad. Yeah. The lady kept stealing stuff at open houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, the, the, the family in question is, uh, Jeff and Pam McKenzie and their kids. Um, mm-hmm. and this is, you know, Jeff is played by Rob Delaney and, uh, Pam, uh, is Ellie Kemp- Kemper. Um, he's from the daily show, right? No. Oh, what is he from? Twitter. <laughs> yeah. He's like comedian. He was in uh, Deadpool to uh, a bunch of, yeah, but he dies stuff. in like five seconds, right? Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, sorry. Uh, no, uh, he had a, I think it was an Amazon show. Oh, yeah, he's on that, uh, um, uh, what's it called? He's very funny on Twitter. But yeah. yeah. Right, but, like, I don't think he's very funny in this movie. No. Like, oh, I thought, like, he, I thought it was funny. Ty personally. Burrell said no, and they were like, oh, get this guy. <laughs> kind of <laughs> looks like him if you forget your glasses. Like, I mean, that's kind of his deal. He's he kind of like, like he's a little bit, he's a little bit Ty Burrell-ish. He's on, uh, Kist- Catastrophe, yeah. Catastrophe, that's the oh, one. Okay. And he was in Hobbs and Shaw, apparently, which I don't, don't recall. But uh, those are those are the main things. Bed Hobbs and Broomsticks. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of his. Oh, I Sorry. like Rob Delaney. I, oh, thought I thought you were talking about Hobbs and Shaw. I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the, the movie, like, opens on them, and then, you know, we, 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 get, the, we get to meet the kid, um, who is, uh, his name is Max Mercer and his mom, Carol. So Max Mercer played by, uh, Archie Yates from, uh, Jojo rabbit. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was like so good in Jojo rabbit, but mm-hmm. a completely different character. So I'm not quite sure why they were like, this is the kid. We need to be a mischievous, like evil, violent, you know, yeah. Yeah. but, but you know, it's like, it could have worked, but but I just, obviously they wanted him so bad that I that they made the entire family British and put that right. because I don't think that they would have done that otherwise. But they were like, we're not going to make this eight year old kid do an American accent, or at least the mom is British. Like no one else is. Yeah, Andy Daly's Pete I'm Holmes at, isn't yeah. British. Yeah, right? <laughs> they, they, it seemed like it seemed like only the mom was British and the kid also had British accent. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's what it seemed like to me. But yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, that's but, how that uh, works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that was his stepdad and stepsister. I don't know. Maybe. Like they, they don't like, really explain. Yeah, they yeah. don't explain it at all. But, um, yeah, one of the things that I think the movie actually nails really well, uh, you know, I think better than anything we've seen since the f- second movie is like the crazy family in the house. Like, Oh my God, there's people everywhere. Everyone running yeah, around. It does do that. Like, so the start of this movie, like when that moment was happening, I was like, Oh man, I'm like totally in this. Like feels like perfect home alone stuff. And, and like, there's, there is a, a tasteful callback of a little Nero's pizza box. Oh yeah. There's which lot, I, I enjoyed. There's lots of callback jokes about, you know, like having six sodas and having to pee and sharing bathrooms with the cousins and all, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, the conceit that they leave him is because the, travel agent has split the family into two different flights and we see the mom arguing being like my own children are on a different flight than me or whatever but it doesn't really like get resolved or explained we don't see her being like hey uncle so-and-so make sure you grab you know max or whatever Mm -hmm. it just kind of like goes from there yeah they really they really kind of they jump over things fast forward it's like you know what's gonna happen here (laughs) we don't you saw the title you don't really see the mom reacting to losing her kid and all this i did think it was super weird that he took a nap in the promotional consideration bmw and watched (laughs) looney tunes like i was like this is this movie was greenlit for disney plus specifically i'm pretty sure (laughs) and why would they use? I don't know. Well, no, the Looney Tunes thing is to set you into the mood of why he, of the action you're about to see. I guess, 
But yeah, I don't think they did enough of that either because with Kevin McAllister, like you see, he's got the talk boy and that he's already yeah. doing, he's messing with the uncle before they even, like, you know, like he's already into this kind of stuff. He's mischievous. Whereas yeah. Max, I did not, like when he Max started doing steal, everything, I was like, He tries to wow. steal from a church first. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. The, uh, I mean, but yeah. yes, no, your, your, your point is, right. is well made. This movie yeah. definitely relies on the shorthand of everyone knows Home Alone. Yeah. Like, you know what's going to happen. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Um, but yeah, I just thought, like, I thought it really nailed the chaos of that, like, opening Home Alone sequence where, yes. like, you know, Kevin McAllister is running through the house and no one's listening to him and... I thought they did a great, great job, and if and if you need to hire Pete Holmes to help to start yell, 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 yell around a house, yeah. like okay, yeah. it worked for me. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't like particularly funny or anything, but I just felt like I really felt the uh, yeah, you know. Also, we've got John Debney here doing the score, mm. and it's basically just like using Ugh. the John Williams themes. But like I, I missed you know the previous movies that we have seen up to this point. Like the theme doesn't happen anymore, right? They're, no. they're not using the John Williams music. Not at all. They're using all of it, basically. I don't think they've been using it for a couple movies. But yeah, it is interesting. Like, we've seen so many sequel series at this point. When you get to sometimes with the later sequels, the only connection you might have is, is a lick from the score yeah. or the yeah. original theme, like one song, as we saw with like the Land Before Time or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, so it's, it is like kind of an interesting scavenger hunt sometimes or you're just watching the movie you're like oh my god this is so horrible like where's the <laughs> score like bring that song you know like like going to a concert where you're like play that one song yeah. you know and like we don't want to <laughs> like like when justin and i went to go see survive and everybody left after they played the stranger things theme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like oh uh we didn't realize this band did other things, things yeah like, all, right, all right bye that was so depressing it really was <laughs> um speaking of callbacks i think i feel like maybe it's in this scene but i can't remember but there's uh what i thought was a pretty hilarious callback to the uh you filthy animal uh movie right. that kevin is it, watching so yes this <laughs> Which is i was like this is perfect joke for us <laughs> i feel i really thought it was great i will say before i move on from i think it was direct cuts directly after that uh but this movie has some of the funniest people that I am a big fan of. His dad is Andy Daly, who is my, I think, my favorite comedian. I think yeah. he's one of the funniest people on the planet. And he basically just yells about, like, stepping on a Lego, and that is it. <laughs> yeah. I think you see him twice from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. Like, yeah, they called him the favors. But this movie is criminally unfunny for how many funny people are right. in and they try. They kind of do the like, we're call we're making fun of ourselves, so it's fine, you know. Yeah. Because like, they specifically they have like this sci-fi remake of the <laughs> angels with was yeah. it angels with dirty souls angels with yeah. filthy souls filthy souls yeah. yeah the you know the I'm gonna count to ten guy <laughs> yeah Merry Christmas you filthy animal yeah. they have like a sci-fi remake <laughs> that looks like a really crappy like galaxy quest or yeah. something like that yeah. like it is pretty funny the it looked like they had like edited the faces of the original actor like into these like really terrible like alien uniforms right and right stuff. And but then, they're saying the same dialogue yeah and then someone <laughs> is like oh I don't know why they try to keep remaking movies they're never as good as the originals yeah. or whatever it's like okay yeah we get it you're like yeah. you're being like we know you, that yeah. you think remakes are lame so anything you say you know I'm rubber and you're glue or whatever you know like <laughs> yeah. yeah that's uh, Rob Delaney's uh uh, brother oh that's right yes who is jonah from uh veep yep it's uh what's his name i don't remember his name tim simons yeah tim simons yeah 
Also a very funny actor. Which, yeah, I thought, you know, he's really funny too, but that was those were the main characters that I was kind of like, why are they there? I yeah. guess I guess they need to have some explanation for like why the how the kids can be alone when right. the parents are off doing random shit. I don't know. But that th- those kind of seem like useless characters. Yeah. To me. His brother. Well, the boy finds the the doll at the end. I guess, so. but that didn't make any sense. That no, was it just didn't. dumb. Like, no, it what didn't. was up with that kid? I, I don't know. I don't understand any of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyways, so that leads us up to the most pivotal scene of the movie. Yeah, bell uh, choir. This was great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so earlier earlier this week, uh, before the Disney Plus Day and everything, I had seen on YouTube like that there was a clip from this movie and I looked at the screen grab and it was like clearly, you know, Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper like holding bells in a bell choir. <laughs> and I messaged Ela's like, oh my God, <laughs> apparently there's a bell choir scene in this movie. Because uh, for those of you listeners that don't know, I don't, we, we probably have mentioned it on the podcast before. At some point, I'm sure we have. But Ela's and I are both in a, in a bell choir, handle yes. choir. And uh, so anytime there's bell choir jokes or anything i there there never are like i don't know if there's <laughs> ever been that's what we're saying anytime right. like right now <laughs> right yeah. and the choir is led by uh the illustrious Rash, yeah. well no in oh. real life by our pal megan goldstein who has been oh, on yes. the show so that's why i will say her name but um if we ever tried to pull anything like these people do in this movie, oh, Megan we would, would pull be out a gun and murdered. shoot you. No, she wouldn't because she's anti-gun. Right. But she would murder us in another appropriate way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're talking during the performance and everything. We would not get we would not get away. I mean, the only time we talk during the performance is to be like, "What measure are we on?" That someone old sixty. <laughs> I think there was actually. Uh, I haven't seen it, but apparently in the show AP Bio, there was a whole like handbell subplot or something in like the oh, second interesting. season. Oh, interesting. But I haven't seen that. Um, but this was hilarious. Uh, it's a very short scene, but I love that, you know, in the in the midst of like getting to know uh, Jeff and Pam, uh, I guess, uh, I thought it was really funny that <laughs> he was like running around and ended up being late for this handbell choir performance. <laughs> and it was just like, I mean... I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious because it's just like such a random thing. Like, why did they decide this? And yeah. like, he shows up late. Everyone's wearing their outfits with the vests. He has the wrong shirt. <laughs> He's got the wrong shirt. And and Jim Rash is like, apparently my D flat decided that it, uh, his time was more important and all this really funny stuff. Um, but I got to say, uh, you know, every time, anytime there's like some handbell thing, I, I'm just like interested in how they, how they're together. fucking it up. Yeah, or messing it up. But, <laughs> yeah. like, I got to say, the way that they start the, like, someone who did handbells for real, like, put <laughs> together there? this scene. Because yeah. Jim Rash is like, all right, hands on the bells, and then up. And that is, like, <laughs> yeah. that is exactly how it works, you know? that's Yeah, that's and even though they been. were really messed up, their technique was, like, decent. Probably better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, the novice. Justin's the expert. He's, like, smack in the middle of the choir, just like the characters were in this movie. Yeah. Where if Justin didn't show up, like, we'd probably all have to be, like... Well, we got like somebody stall, you know, like uh, if I didn't show up, nothing would happen. <laughs> and yeah, I'd be right. like, All right, let's keep going. So I'm at the very, very end. Of the uh, As someone who's seen your bell choir performances, but never performed in it. I did think it was a very funny joke when Rob Delaney was wearing the wrong shirt. Right. Uh, and she was like, you look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all wearing their they're, vests. Yeah. And right. they all white, look ridiculous. Yeah, yes, they do. 
But uh, bell yeah, gloves. Rob Delaney's technique was obviously terrible, um, and the fact that they were singing while bell ringing, I just was. I like, mean, I think a lot of uh, other bell choirs do that, but not yeah, us. But I just, yeah, you've done ones where you've sung at the same time, right? I don't think so. maybe once. I don't. Oh, know. Okay, I don't think so. We might actually be doing that this year oh, okay. with a smaller group, but um, not me. I'm not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Um, they were doing what? Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. yeah, because they were supposed to yell out those stupid extra lyrics oh, yeah, that yeah. I hate as it is anyway. <laughs> like so that was their job. And, uh, I love here's I just want to interject with one of my favorite things about doing this podcast yeah. when all the Christmas episodes we've got to do we've got to get the long list of all of the Christmas songs that Elis hates <laughs> <laughs> I was really glad this movie didn't have that doo-wop white Christmas situation okay I was like thank god it was a miracle yeah, they didn't do it they didn't do it I like Rudolph I just don't like those extra lyrics that mm-hmm. aren't even part of the song yeah but, uh, yeah, I mean, the bell choir scene was probably maybe the funniest scene in the movie. Um, and uh, I just thought it was funny. You know, the, and it ends on a sour note, and she tries to blame the person next to her, which is like... That part was real. Exactly <laughs> what happened. And then, uh, yeah, as we, uh, we have Jim Rash saying this, which I was, like, referencing in the opening. Shame on you. This is my life choice. <laughs> which I thought was so funny. Same. Oh, man. Yeah, Megan's been on the podcast before too. I don't know if we. Yeah. Oh, we did. We yeah, mentioned I said her. that yeah. many, many times. Many times. Usually she's our uh, baby. Uh, official baby, baby consultant. Baby expert, yeah, but yeah. Uh, we could. We it was too late of notice Bridget before. Jones. Well, no, we we'll, figured it out. Well, it's yeah. because it's because <laughs> Justin's now our baby expert. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We no longer need we external never, yeah, baby. That's experts. right. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, that was the bell choir scene. That was a big, big moment for us. Big moment. <laughs> So basically we what we see is Rob Delaney is is tiptoeing his way to being a criminal. Yeah, he's convinced that the kid took this uh doll, doll. because the last we see of it, we see him eyeing it, you know, and so yeah. he's like, That kid stole the doll, we gotta go back there and get it. Uh, no one's home. And then there's apparently a subplot with an orange soda that is just really forced and weird. Well yeah, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> The orange soda ends up being what he took, but yeah, um, it just is so like there's so many shoved in product placements in this movie. The fact that they didn't get Sunkist or Fanta or anybody (laughs) to high C to be the orange soda is like insane. So in my in my view, I think that it was before he was a cloud or I'm sorry, a data migration manager. (laughs) Mm. He he was in sort of some sort of soda MLM. Interesting. Soda stream or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, we got, we already talked about the Looney Tunes, the BMW. There's a very specific McDonald's uh, mention. Yeah. yeah. There's the elf on the shelf, which I don't know who owns the elf on the shelf, but it's got to be Barnes and Noble. Oh God, really? Makes sense. I wouldn't Ugh. be surprised. Or maybe it's Amazon now. It's Jeff Bezos. Target. Yeah. yeah. Someone owns it. Someone owns it. I don't know. Like 60 minutes. Uh, Disney doesn't own that either. It's on CBS. <laughs> They're just spending money on random licenses everywhere. Um, I think, uh, yeah. So uh, I think that brings us to the next big, uh, there's, there's one big connection, uh, to the original films that comes up kind of next. I think, uh, we, we see that 
you know, the first time that Rob Delaney's character, Jeff, goes to the house, he overhears the code to get in. And there's kind of this hilarious, you know, bit where, like, Pete thinks that he's one of the Uber drivers. So he's just, like, telling him all the stuff. And, like, he sees him put the key and everything. But he goes back and tries to break in but puts in the wrong code. And it initiates the call to the cops. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, someone interesting shows up. That's right. And it's uh, it's Buzz. Buzz. <laughs> it's Buzz. <laughs> Buzz is there, and he's being fucking weird for I don't know what he was doing in that scene. It was very strange. It's it's very strange. They make it very clear that his girlfriend and him have broken up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the girlfriend that was him. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. I thought they were destined to be together. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, actor Devin Ratray who played Buzz in uh, the first two movies. And he's a police officer now. And I just felt like the interaction that they have was super awkward for sure. like no reason. It was really awkward that she essentially like seduced him. <laughs> like that was cr- kind of yeah, creepy. It was weird. But he ends up leaving uh, without, you know, she kind of like gets him to leave. Uh, and but we do see we do see him again later. Yeah, I did. I, I did kind of like this tie-in. Yeah, uh, the second time he shows in shows up is better than his first scene. I yes, guess. when he's like eating in the car, that right. seems more like a buzz moment. Yeah, yeah. It's. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess props to this movie for making a bully into police officer. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, hey, cab! All cops are buzz. Nice. Yeah, so basically how they, they end up... At the, we should probably just call it after that joke, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did I did think it was funny. I mean, it was kind of moderately publicized by Macaulay Culkin that he was not asked to be in this movie and was not yeah. in this movie. And I can see why they might be like, it's too much of a distraction. Like, yeah. sure. we'll get this other guy to, like, you know, do a, kind of a wink and a nod. And he's, like, a pretty active uh, character actor, I think, yeah. you know. Um, so... Yeah, he they get another call and he's like, I'm not going back to that house. This is my brother, Kevin. He like plays this joke on me every year because we left him twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and so I did like that because I believe that Kevin would continue to do that to Buzz for the rest of, of their yeah. lives. Well, yeah. and then it also drops the nugget that I guess Kevin McAllister has made his own alarm home alarm system yeah. company. Yeah. He turned into uh, Ethan Hawk from the Purge. That's right. <laughs> Crossover. Yeah, he should that's actually he is actually uh elderly Macaulay Culkin. And yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but I like that because I that would be cool if he went yeah. on to do that yeah, yeah. Up and McAllister made a super advanced uh, alarm security system. system it makes sense yeah yeah it was that yeah was that, that it was fun but it also very cleverly and used the sequel callback for a force of plot good in that it made it so that like why aren't the mm-hmm. cops coming yeah it's because yeah he, he believes it's it's completely fake and it's a crank call Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a good reason for that, and it allows the rest of the movie to proceed. So I thought it was uh, a good use of um, sequel detrius. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. Speaking of awkward things that happen in this movie, uh, if you want to talk about another really super awkward thing, um, they uh, eventually decide that they're going to go back to the house. Um, because you know, 
They have it's, to go back. It's just the kid. They're going to scope out and figure it out. <laughs> they have to go back, yeah. I don't know why they don't just try to go back in the front door again, but they go... <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> There's no lost connection to this movie, okay? Jesus. Um... But long story short, they end up breaking into a black family's home. <laughs> yeah, on that is. Yeah, that is a, and then they take a very long time to realize that they've made this mistake. And, <laughs> and they're they, like, they're fully inside and no one notices. <laughs> like someone's reading Bible verses. <laughs> yeah. No, they're reading Peter Pan. Oh, Peter Pan. Yeah. yeah. Which is not really a Christmas. I mean, table. Bible verses. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was like really awkward. I'm like, oh, I don't know strange um but uh i think let's see that's after a very long extended sequence of them trying to hop a fence right oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah. Se- i think i hated that's why that i was sequence. like yeah that's the sequence i hate them and there's it. lots of slow motion like, because there's a lot of slow motion there's a lot of them injuring themselves for reasons that have nothing to do with the kid yep they're just dumb and bad at this and, and then there's fart jokes. There's a fart joke that is yeah, incredibly stupid. Right, right. And it, it just, it, it, it really highlights like what the problem is of the movie is that these are just people like that are poor and dealing with like income inequality yeah. and like joblessness. Right. And so we're supposed to think it's funny that they're like, <laughs> falling down in the snow like multiple but times. This like, is what poor people yeah, do I to mean, survive. It wasn't like, cause you don't, hate them enough they're not like yeah. Harry and Marv and you don't really like them that much either because they're doing all this stupid stuff mm-hmm. that like uh, anyways it was it was really I think like the worst sequence especially because it had nothing to do with the kid yep. he didn't yeah. set the trap for them they're just bad it just was like yeah my, at that point I was like why aren't they just going back at the front door if they know the yeah. gate code I, I don't know but um this is where, uh, you know, Max ends up like seeing that they're there and overhearing everything. And this is what sets him off on setting up all the traps mm-hmm. because he knows he hears that they're going to come back and uh, the, the next night. And the whole the whole misunderstanding is that he thinks that they want to kidnap and sell him into child slavery. Yeah, he thinks it's a sex traffic. <laughs> yeah. To an old lady, which yeah. I thought was kind of funny because like it flashes back because like early on in the movie, Rob Delaney makes a joke like uh, I wouldn't get, even get them. I didn't get that much when I sold my own kids. And then it like flashes <laughs> back to that, like as you know, as a child, like thinking back on things he heard and like totally misunderstanding that that, that was a joke. I thought yeah. that was kind of funny. I, I mean, did kind of also like his uh, his fan- evil bad dream nightmare fantasy where the old ladies are licking their fingers and because yeah. that, that's gross when people do that. Right. Like, let's be real. Well, so, it's like it, surrounded it, by like thirty old. It kind of reminds me of that um, the Bill and Ted sequel where he imagines like the grandma trying to kiss him. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it required the explicit kind of demonstration of what he was thinking to get it out of any weird territory. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, the movie handled that well, but not well enough where now that we're talking about it in retrospect where it's not still fucking weird. Yeah. Cause yeah, it, it basically is the kids afraid he's going to be trafficked, which is stupid. <laughs> Doesn't like, I mean like kid, look, look at your white privilege. No yeah. one's trafficking you, you know, like yeah. it, tell yeah, that to the alone. Wayfair people they left you alone for a couple days, but you know, they're going to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so yes, they. I I'm trying to remember when the traps, kid hears traps, 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 traps. He hears them because he hears them fall over this giant brick wall, right? And they're arguing in the backyard, and then he comes. You know, he's a he's a illustrious rich child with his own balcony <laughs> that he can come out and hear the plebeians talk about plans to rob them. Yeah, so that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, so then we get our uh, battle plan montage. Yep. And he's doing stuff like spraying the house with water, dropping Legos everywhere. I did think that there was a smart home assistant joke, or not a smart, it was a very dumb joke that I thought was funny. Right. He asked for booby traps, and then the smart assistant said that he was, uh, <laughs> that the word booby was blocked. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. That was kind But of what funny. is an audio-based assistant even going to say to you that is damaging that includes the word booby i have no idea <laughs> also there's point. these birds called the yeah, blue-footed the, 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 the blue-footed booby, booby. he's like that, that, that kid's crazy about birds yeah. he's yeah, not a bond nut geographic um, he, has to, he the, has to be he'll get too excited about a blue-footed booby true true um <laughs> I, I do just want to go back really quick because before they do this we get the church uh oh, yeah. scene and there's this whole subplot of the dad's brother and his wife being much more wealthy than them yet coming yeah. and imposing themselves onto the house mm-hmm. um, and undermining the parents by buying expensive things for mm-hmm. the kids. Fancy clothes. And yeah. I, it just didn't sit right with me because it's super creepy that both parents are weirded out that the aunt has bought the girl this uh, shoulderless dress for the church performance and... It's not. It's not even shoulderless. Sorry, it's a one shoulder top, right. and it is not revealing at all. And it's pretty much completely appropriate for what yeah. a girl of that age would wear at a fancy performance. Yeah. And they, but they still make like weird. Comments they make a weird about thing it, about it. And it's it. creepy as heck and not funny. It is a little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get conservative midwestern parents being like being weird about that, but I don't think that in a 2021 movie that no. that's a. Like I thought we were joke. past that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, yes, it, it was it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, do you guys want to just get to the the uh, the break in and everything? Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff and Pam uh, show back up. Uh, I think part of the plan was that Jeff was going to pretend to be Santa, dressed as Santa Claus, <laughs> and uh, try to you know uh, get in that way. Um, but they are immediately hit with all the traps. Where we see that uh, the the our kid Max has. Uh, commandeered the um like floodlights at the house yep. and is like stopping them on the way in before they even get there though he somehow has sprayed down the entire cul-de-sac mm-hmm. with water so yeah. their car crashes before they even get to the house that's true like i thought he was just doing the driveway but then when they get there it's clearly the entire street well and luckily that they were the only ones who drove on that street that night right and they're i guess they're not in a drought in in illinois or whatever i'm like <laughs> But uh, we get a classic, like, uh, you go in this way, I'll go the other way, right? Yeah. And um, I can't remember exactly what happens with Ellie Kempner's character. Otherwise, other than, like, her feet get lit on No, fire. yeah. No, he he throws a bunch of soda at her. Oh, yeah, the it's Diet the, Coke and Mentos oh, bombs. Yeah. Yeah. CG Diet Coke. Um, I, 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 it, I, was a, it was a cool idea, like a modern yeah. uh, trap that I liked. But, yeah, it was... 
Then he pours a bunch of gasoline on her and sets her on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sets her feet on fire. Just right. Her feet. Yeah. Just yeah. her feet. And this is after he has put, we know that the code is 1112, and he has oh, put God. a thumbtack. Oh, that, okay, was, that was the only the, one yeah. that caused me to oh. like go, oh, like, I think that, that, yeah. but that was with Rob Delaney's character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I just mean that like we're getting to like, the, we set up the cartoon. The like, thumbtack yeah, yeah. is in the button. I think I think the reason that we watch them be inept at at leaping over the the fence in the first breaking attempt is to show that like maybe some of this is because of their incompetence and not pure of the kid not directly from the kids right. maliciousness. Mm-hmm. I get that structurally and at least the attempt of why that's going to happen, but it muddles everything and it doesn't take anything away from they get destroyed in yeah. this in this break in <laughs> I mean, attempt. I, I get yeah, I get that it's like I, the setup of their character is a little bit awkward, but I did enjoy, like, I thought it was really funny. Um, and I thought that they did a good job reacting to the, just like, what the fuck? This kid is trying to like, what is yeah. happening? Why is this kid doing this to <laughs> us? We're just like normal people. Like, leave us alone. Like there, there's this like point where like, you know, Ellie Kepner finally gets in and she like, she wakes up like Rob Delaney's character. And I just like laughed. He has this, like this line. He's hurting me, fam. <laughs> me too, baby. <laughs> me too. Which I just like, I liked the thought of them just being like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, why is he doing this to us? And it really makes, uh, you know, Max's character into a little bit more of a monster. But, but yeah. in the end, Maybe you're still should... breaking into someone's house. Yeah. Like, not know, to be but... all conservative here, right, but right, if right, someone's right. on, you know, oh, wait, breaking what, into your property. What are you, are you advocating for stand your ground here? <laughs> but it's also a comedy movie, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm yeah. not going right, to be like, right. yeah, these guys should go to jail because yeah. they're breaking in. Yeah. So it's, I, like, I, it's not the purge. <laughs> I did like the they modernization of some of the traps. Like I said, the Mentos thing was cool. Um, not sponsored by Mentos or Diet Coke. That just said mints. Mints. He was putting them in. Um, I, the bright lights, I mean, if you think of those cars that have those lights, it is very annoying and yeah. blinding. So that makes sense to me. Um, the pushpin thing was horrifying. And and the, the pushpins in the Nerf gun oh, thing, God. I was like, oh, God, is that, that like too far? Because kids might actually do that That really surprised that me because like... It, it, I, it wasn't clear to me that it was like no needles. until after <laughs> yeah. yeah and then I was like oh my god no it would so drop blood. she didn't react with like that much pain and then so violent, there was no yeah. blood I either. think that there's is an interesting dichotomy that I think is the made the main failure of the failing point for the movie for me and it is that they tried to do this thing by making the leaning into making the burglars relatable and likable mm-hmm. I don't think. In and of itself, that's the wrong move. But then they also modernized the traps and made them a little bit more violent. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it inflicts genuine pain on these more likable burglars. But then not also not as severe as like the what happened to like Harry. And no Mar, one turns into a skeleton. Her shoes, <laughs> yes. Like her shoes burn off, but sh- but Marv was like fully burned, you yeah. know? And like, um, you know, he hits him with like a bag of flour, which we saw Kevin hit them with bags of plaster, and, but then like actual bricks. Like they don't. Right. Like, he uh, shoots him in the head with the pool He does, ball, yeah, though. wouldn't that kill you? <laughs> yeah, yes. that would probably kill you. Oh, yeah. And, also and it was the, like a t-shirt gun. Yeah. The trap that he's doing with the treadmill and the weights, it's, like, oh, that, that would, would also, kill you too, That right? would also kill you. Uh, very dangerous. 
dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) I got to say, though, my favorite thing that even though, like, if you know how these things work, it doesn't make any sense. But, like... (laughs) The I VR? thought the VR thing was <laughs> hilarious. It was the worst one. It makes no, no sense. It was so funny because it's like a, it's okay. It's like a dad who would have, have never experienced this thing. And he's like dazed and confused. And then like, I don't he, think you can be that confused. Here's, here's, well, if you're a fucking idiot, you can. <laughs> here's my question. Is this VR experience Santa in the desert? <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, it doesn't make sense that his body would be Santa in the VR. But right. Also, I need looking down. And yeah. last time I used one of those things, if you look straight down, it messes no, it up. No, it can work. It it depends. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, and it looked like he had a pretty high end one. Like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Uh, he's rich. It was probably the Facebook. I just don't know, like, under what possible circumstance you would actually believe you were like on these. I mean, Rob Delaney was playing a real doof. Yeah, so. and like, I, I, it worked for me. I, I thought it was really funny because this guy was just like, you know, he's been already subjected to all these things, and he's like, "What the fuck is this demon child or whatever?" <laughs> and then he's like dazed, and he wakes up, and instead of seeing where he is, he thinks that he's been like kidnapped into some. <laughs> cliff or whatever i just thought it was really funny he was i also hated it and then and then the kid is just watching him jump into the wall you know it would have been like even more of a mind f on a higher level is if the vr was like just the house itself (laughs) or like uh uh empty field of snow or something. So oh, he really did think that he it was, was it was the house, but then there was like a monster coming after him. Yeah. Or like additional <laughs> yeah. traps or something. But I guess that would require the kid to have the skills to make a VR build of his it own. It would have been better if Jigsaw took him. And I just think like, <laughs> if you're already, if you already don't like Rob Delaney, like nothing that happens in this, you no. think it's funny. So no. I, I like Rob Delaney. I thought he was playing this great. And the, all the reactions I thought were pretty good. Uh, he gets shot in the head with the pool ball. Yes. <laughs> and I love that they eventually get to a point that, uh, where, you know, the kid has like chased them all the way upstairs. And then the kid is like, you know, thinks he's caught and he jumps off the balcony. And I love their like reaction to him doing that. <laughs> like they're so like already fed up that like uh, this happens. Bam! He jumped off the balcony. Good. <laughs> she's like good <laughs> like thinking maybe he died. he died I thought he was like Michael Myers and yeah. I was like oh there he goes yeah. Michael Myers like. and like we all know what's gonna happen it's obvious when Rob Delaney jumps off after mm-hmm. him he's gonna t- change the uh, you know trampoline but I thought that was funny I, I just thought that their reactions were really well done as far as physical comedy and stuff I don't know I liked it so, man, okay. I was thinking about similarities between the the first movie and this movie mm-hmm. and how kind of the beats of the invasion are the same. Like when he escapes doing via the uh, zip line uh, off the balcony and all this other yep. stuff. And one of the things that we have complained about in the previous installments is that they don't have the same redemption arc. The part of the reason is the thing that people don't remember about the initial, the, the first home alone movie, but it is the, uh, redemption of the alleged murderer in the neighborhood of that saves him and 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 the pigeon lady in two as well and this movie actually does attempt that but it's for the actual burglars and not having it be a random third act deus ex stranger it, try, uh, it tries to fold, yeah. It tries to fold the heart into those people, into those people, and and <laughs> and realizing that I get it, I do get it. I, I, I 
It was just a lot. I mean, I don't know what came first, like the chicken or the egg of the casting and the script and yeah. who was going to do what. But like, I really, if the kid, I guess, hadn't been British or whatever, like Ellie Kemper should have been the mom because I she could have pulled off the like Catherine O'Hara redemption yeah. arc. And this is just like a bridge too far. Like the fact that she can even make you like somewhat believe her final speech is kind of like, uh, not the final <laughs> speech, but the big speech she gives him yeah. is like, Okay, but even then, after everything that's happened, like two seconds ago, she literally was saying, you played it, yeah. that she hoped Good. he was dead. Yeah, She hoped he committed suicide and yeah. was dead. Okay, and the then turn- she's like, oh, no, like, come stay with us. Yeah. We love you. Your mom loves you, blah, blah, blah. You're all alone. Like The turn what? at the end makes no sense. No. Like, the kid would never go with them. Like, the fact that the, they're just They like, would never be friends at the end of that. No, they're, they're like having Christmas dinner every year after yeah, that Yeah, they something. destroyed their house. They destroyed their house, and like this kid almost killed you like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did kind of like the weird, like, side skit of the mom on the plane and the guy who oh. <laughs> could not stop looking at her screen. That was I just guess, weird. But it was yeah. weird. Like, okay, Catherine O'Hara got like John Candy and the yes. Polish band and the awesome yeah. speech. Yes. And she learned a wonderful lesson from it. And this was just like, okay, you're on a plane with like an awkward fact with a creepy yeah. guy. Yeah. It felt weird. Like why not cast like Pete Holmes there or someone like else somebody there yeah. that you recognize. Well, no, more you, fun with you bring up a good point. Are. Like uh, uh, another part of the heart of the first movie is that John Candy. Yes. thing. I get that. We do not have a John Candy anymore. Right. Yeah. But like, but that doesn't mean we can't try. Yeah. Or I feel like, if if Keenan's around, he could have done something yeah. like that, or somebody who can yeah. be heartwarming. You know, like I don't know, but it, it was it was yeah. I didn't I did not. It was like, it was a weird comedic break for a th- and a very long one that didn't need to right. It was and because because the burglars are also parents and these parents that are supposed to have this redemption arc. Max's parents are nothings. Yes, like. The British lady and then the the dad like is barely. There's in no it. time for them. Yeah, There's, there was a point in the movie where they're like, "Your dad's not here. He's gonna be here soon." And I was like, "Oh shit, who's the dad gonna be?" And then I was like, "Oh, it, it was Andy oh, it's Daly. Andy Daly. Like, they showed yeah. him already. I thought it was gonna be some cameo. I don't know. That yeah. that was confusing. It wasn't clear that he was the dad. Yeah, <laughs> like you said. Um, and, oh, and then finally, like the thing all along, like this is why I was saying I wish Keenan had stole the doll all yeah. along. All it was is that it just got like misplaced or something. Yeah. Like before the brother and his kid even arrived, the doll was already misplaced. And then there's this whole thing with the kid finding it and throwing it, and they all have to like die. Here's and my catch it. here's my thing. So like, there's <laughs> the subplot of the kid stealing things. Did Rob Delaney not check in the morning? Did he check in the morning that it all was there? Did the kid have time to steal it? I think the kid might have been able to steal it. Yeah, the last thing we see the kid do, Max do before he leaves, is kind of go like, hmm, and the, the sh- it's a shot of him like looking down at the doll. No, no, no. I mean, no, the, you're talking about the Asian. I'm kid. talking about the 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 yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The nephew. Like I think that they, they they arrive in the middle of the night, and I think he might check to see if the doll was there first I think thing you're in the morning. Right. Yeah, he might be right, yeah. but it's, either way, it's it was not clear. Stupid. It's it would have been clear. way better if yeah. Keenan stole it. Um, yeah. yeah, and then also, also, it's pretty clear that like. The doll's not at the kid's house the entire movie. There's right. no, it's no surprise that they're just doing this. Right. And I don't know. It was just weird the way that it ended like that. Yeah. The, Everyone's the happy. Whole, yeah. And, uh, they're all having dinner at their small shitty house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the middle class family has to make dinner for the rich people. <laughs> yeah. Now. I yeah. kept thinking that the, part brother of the contract. was the guy from White Lotus, but apparently it's a completely different 
I haven't like seen nondescript those. white guy. The um, brother of Tim Simons, oh, Tim yeah. Simons, or the uncle, whatever the the rich yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Veep, the other HBO show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much how it ends. They're all just you know happy. Uh, Jeff is working for the cloud again, and uh, oh, yeah, there was a bunch of jokes about the. Cl- he was a, Max gets to drink soda. Solid state versus the cloud. Uh, yeah, which God. is really dumb. Yeah. That's another thing that like so hip. made me think that like Ty Burrell said no because on Modern Family he's always doing the real realtor real estate agent like and being super into it and nobody like cares or yeah. gets it. I mean Rob Delaney is legit, so I don't know yeah. if that would be true. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just like if you're if, if he's a, a there is nobody who's just like out of it. Like, well, I I was I did hard drives and now it's cloud and yeah. I, now there's no more. <laughs> Especially at his age, it's like now there's just no more jobs for me. It's like also. This is it's a good paying job. Like he's like he's fine. Right. Yeah. And yeah. But also I, Disney Plus is in the cloud, so yeah, yeah. yeah. this mixed messaging here. Uh they're moving away from physical media, so <laughs> um oh, and then um like the almost final line of the movie is Justin and I's favorite line of and of anything. Yeah. Uh home is where the heart is. Home is where the heart is, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure we told the story before, but we heard some girl ask Darren Aronofsky at a Q&A if that was the meaning of mother. Uh, um, <laughs> I did it was almost spit out my drink. One of the said. most awkward <laughs> Q&A moments ever. Mother. Uh, mother. <laughs> That's the only way to say um, the name yes. of the movie. Yeah, I got to imagine that, uh, you know, this will probably never see the light of but I got to imagine there's a bunch of, like, stuff on the cutting room floor of, like, yeah. Andy Daly, yep. Chris Parnell, all those guys, like, doing funny stuff, Keenan doing more comedy. I, I would... I would guess, but sure. Release a blooper reel or whatever. You know, maybe we'll eventually get like a home alone assembled. <laughs> <laughs> Disney plus joke. Uh, yeah. The home sweet home alone battle okay. plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. yeah. <laughs> Next year for Disney plus day, they'll put out the uh, documentary. The yeah. Scenes. Yeah. You know, they're all about that shit nowadays. So you never know. Mm-hmm. Need more content. But yeah, I don't know that that's the end of uh, home sweet home alone. Um, I don't know, Tyler. You have a you have a, uh, Ooh, a rating, rating system? system, boy. For us, yeah. I mean, I guess it just has to be how many billiard balls would you <laughs> give? T-shirt gun propelled billiard balls? Would you? Wait, give? it's been such that a long time. So Our scale long. is out of five billiard balls, right? No, ten. It's out of ten. It's out of ten. It's always been out of ten. I don't know. Ten balls. Okay. <laughs> Um, mm. you want me to go first? I guess yeah. I still don't know how I feel about this Maybe. movie. I actually kind of enjoyed this one, so okay. I look I look back at what I gave the last three, and I don't know how, but I gave Home Alone five a five. So I don't know. I was kind of going to give this one a six or five because I feel like you know after uh, after this movie finished, I like looked at my phone and there was a like Disney Plus Reddit notification that was like some commenter saying like home sweet home alone is garbage emoji uh-huh. <laughs> and then i was like all these people trashing it and uh-huh. i just was like thinking back on the last movies and i was like those people no- haven't seen those movies i was like there's yeah. no way i mean there were some people that were like home alone 3 is like so good and i'm like it was not that good it, it does bad. have scarlett johansson don't forget that's true and i do and i do think that there's problems with this movie like as far as how it sets up you know yeah like you know middle class struggling family mm-hmm. against rich people <laughs> But uh, at the same time, I, 
you know, we talk, I th- feel like we talk about this a lot when we're watching so many <laughs> sequels mm-hmm. of these movies. Like I give it a lot of points for trying something different. Yeah. And like, I am glad that it's not a total retread of the original where it's like, we're just following the kid and it's only about the kid and it's the same dynamic. I like that it changed up. Like, yeah, maybe it didn't work completely, but I thought it was an interesting choice. And, mm-hmm. uh, I got more out of the performances, uh, of Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper. Um, I guess then some of you guys did. And I just, you know, I felt, I felt like it's not that bad and there's some funny stuff and it's a decent, you know, it's a decent family movie to watch. Like, yes, it's not the original. Nothing's going to be yeah. the original. No, it's not. I, people love the sequel more than the original. Some people, and the sequel that, is I'm not, one of those people. Yeah, like, the sequel is not the original either. So it's like, how dare you? But <laughs> you, just, I, I, you just love Trump in it. It was just like, no, I love Tim you know, Curry. That's true. I, I saw that post and I look on Rotten Tomatoes and it has a 17%. And I'm oh, just okay. Like, that's insane. That's that is insane. Yeah, I'm like, I'm Are those like, the same people that were rating Eternals? Yeah, probably. Okay. I'm just like, it's not that bad, you guys. Like, if. I, th- I think that what happened is people go in, it's on Disney plus. So it's getting more play than any of the last two. Yeah. The third one was in true. theaters, the last two not. And so all these people that love home alone go into it thinking it's going to be the same thing. And then they're totally, you know, I think general audience audience is probably totally turned off by this idea that like this new idea that they're doing. Yeah. It's like, let's focus more on the burglars and make them more like a real family and everything. Um, so I get it, but us, me, having watched all these movies, I applaud that it was different. So I'm going to give it, I'll go with five. Five uh, billiard balls to the face. <laughs> I thought you were going to go higher than that based on your preamble. Well, I'll go, I'll go six then. I'll go back <laughs> yeah, to six. Yeah. Six yeah. billiard balls yeah, to the face. Right. I, can't go as, I can't go much higher than that because yeah. like, it's still not like the best movie of all time. But right. It's probably better than Home Alone Heist. I think I will, I'm going to go with a five. <laughs> I do think that I agree with everything that you just said. Uh, I do think that there are comedy crimes of having this many funny people in it yes. and, and 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 squandering those talents. But ultimately, yeah, of all of the formulaic, I mean, and I'm, I think I'm still, my soul is recovering from Land Before Time <laughs> of, of watching 14 <laughs> so of the same movies, movies and diminishing returns. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, that there is a valiant attempt to... Uh, try something genuinely different while taking into account some of the elements that people forget of what makes, what made the first two great. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's a little hokey and it's a little light, but those aren't crimes and that it is a perfectly enjoyable movie. And I, I, you know, I was going to tell my girlfriend of, you're going to have one of two responses to this. (laughs) It was cute or you will hate it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I think that there is after this year and after everything else, can't we just enjoy a kind of a fine movie? Yeah. (laughs) Like it doesn't have to be the most amazing thing. And I do think that it has a kind soul. And a British child. A British child. (laughs) A cute British child. Um, so... Tell, I, tell us why it sucks. I know I sound okay. really negative on it. I, I think I'm just like nitpicking certain things that are annoying to me, like the weirdness of the girl's dress. And then also, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, not to harp on it too much, but like everybody's white and they're not that poor. 
You know, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like I'm sorry, yeah. but like if you have a mortgage, yeah. you are already not that poor right. compared to most people in the world. Yeah. Like, and also when they're like, we don't want to sell the house for the kids. And it's like, the kids don't necessarily even like, it doesn't seem like you don't really know how they'd be impacted by it. Or, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. cause honestly, like this struggle of, Oh, this property we own is like completely foreign to me other than media, you know, like, and most people who are like, not white middle-class Midwest people yeah. maybe never even own a house in the first place and don't yeah. understand. It's like, Oh, we can't pay rent and we're going to be out on the street. Not yeah. like we have That's to true, sell yeah. our property in order yeah. to go get a condo in order to get know? different like, property. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> also, sorry, the, the, the housing market is insane. They're probably going to make money yeah, yeah. selling their house right now. <laughs> right. Right. So anyway, um, and then yeah, the, both, main families are like totally white. You have other people like Keenan and mm-hmm. Ali Mackie or whatever, you know, like kind of on the side, but it's still in the end is like white director, white male writers two white families, yeah. like kind of arguing violently over relatively small amounts mm-hmm. of money, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so, so that is annoying to me, but overall I think it's still like a pretty high quality sequel. Like most people that are yep. watching us are not students of direct to video sequels like <laughs> yeah, we yeah, are yeah. and it it is you know like i said i do work for disney but disney plus and the whole thing they've been saying the whole time is that you know the stuff they're making directly for disney plus they want it to be of like a higher quality than what you would have thought of mm-hmm. as direct to video yeah. mm-hmm. things made in the past and i do think that's apparent here this it, is not yes. like a offshoot miniature studio this is made by 20th century yeah. studios for disney plus it's they not, probably could have put it in theaters and made a decent amount of money yeah right i mean it's not like uh like they used to farm all their disney sequels out to like disney toon studios in korea or whatever right. this is not that <laughs> and they didn't like, get like one star and be like okay everybody else just come in like right. it's 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 cast fully and yeah yeah so um so yeah overall um i do think that i will uh give it a six billiard balls just because i think it's pretty high quality oh i was like six I, is good that's pretty good I thought yeah go i mean lower. just because i'm thinking about the other ones and yeah. they're so bad they're so cheap I, like you know it just they were awful and i do like if anything most of what i liked about it and this is just because it's we've seen all of them is like the the callbacks like yeah. they were not too they were tasteful over the head. it wasn't yeah. like it was kevin McAllister left his own kid over <laughs> yeah, the, right. you know, like it wasn't too much hitting even, you over the head and even it. the buzz thing i thought was very good yeah, yeah. that um, was really cute was did you say that this was uh, was it maze mazer was the director dan mazer yeah dan mazer was this his debut no, he had directed something else called um, another movie called The Exchange. Okay, but and uh, Dirty Grandpa, and I give it a year. Uh, so some of the oh. comedies he's done. Okay, you know your favorite film, Dirty Grandpa. Because yeah, I felt like that perhaps this could have been more successful with some more nimble direction. I felt like a lot of it, like even some of the setup in the earlier scenes, felt a little bit hollow or, or strange. I do think that on paper, I, I could see this potentially working. And yeah, I, I wanted to mention this too. Like I forgot, uh, you know, I applaud the, you know, attempt to change up the formula and focus on something different. But I do think that like one of the big problems is that it short changes like the main, one of the main tenets of the franchise that we've talked about a lot, which is like the childhood fantasy of like, what are you going to do yeah. if 
someone's breaking into your house and right and also he's home alone and the family went to japan which sucks like i'd be pissed to be left yeah. home from japan like before the kevin originally was just left home from like the crappy hotel in miami or whatever they w- went to you that know? was the second one and the first one they were going to paris um yeah but they their flight got, got re- to, yeah, yeah derailed and they got stuck in like florida and then she came back on the truck right. Right? but it's yeah. like the, the fact that the people breaking in are ostensibly like a nice family and it's a misunderstanding kind of like takes away from the like and they go multiple times and they're and they're like we just want to talk to you yeah, like, yeah. they try to so, stop it many times i do think that's a problem but overall i still enjoyed it but I feel like we didn't get enough time with the kid to make me think like, wow, I can't wait to see what this kid's going to do yeah, when exactly. he gets lost in Los Angeles or yeah. whatever, you know, like I don't That's really. That's what happens when you don't want to have a two and a half hour Home Alone movie uh, where you get both sides. Yeah, he's kind yeah. of a non-entity in this. I would rather watch the Home Alone sequel that follows Jim Rash's character. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to all his bell choir rehearsals. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think uh, that I think that's going to bring us to the end of Home Sweet Home Alone. Um, we will, you know, we'll we'll check back in if they'll make another one. I don't know. Well, the pattern. Um, so the first two obviously have Macaulay Cook, and the third one was a completely different kid. The fourth one, they recast all the people and pretended that it was just Kevin McAllister again, oh my God. and and Marv. Uh, then, ev- but everyone was recast, and the parents were getting divorced. Uh, <laughs> yep. That was bizarre. Fifth one was again a whole new set of kids, but it was two kids, um, a boy and a girl. This one, uh, kind of interesting that they went with a boy and didn't. Uh, Mm-hmm. gender or race flip yeah. the kid um but he is british so you know i i'm mildly surprised that there's no like you know weird blatant sequel setup at the end or anything right you would show me that- a, show me a home alone where a kid's stopping his neighborhood from being gentrified yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's sabotaging bulldozers and uh yeah that'd be fun oh it's baby's day oh, no, yeah yeah and, <laughs> and organic soap shops <laughs> That sounds good. We should write that yeah. along with the Bell Choir movie. Yeah, then, right? yeah. It's it's like uh, Better Call Saul, but for Jim Rash's character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my guess would be that there's no world where there's not another movie at some point. So. Mm-hmm. It's called Hell's Bells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we forgot to say the the, the Bell Choir's name was the Ne'er Do Bell. Oh yeah, I thought that was pretty good. The I was kind of like our Bell Choir like needs a funnier name, but I guess it's associated with the church. It can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did think that was really funny. Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll wait around for the next uh, Home Sweet Home Alone. Well, oh, yeah, what's the next home? Home is oh. where the home is where the heart is. Home is where the <laughs> heart is alone. Child is by itself. Yeah, I don't know. She said like a billion home puns in that final yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, home sweet home alone. I don't know what it's going to be. They'll figure something out. Home uh, alone seven. Home alone seven. Uh, yeah. He's the last man on earth because everyone was taken to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Home alone seven. Everyone's in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll wait and see whenever that happens. But, Maybe there's uh, vampires now. Yeah. You <laughs> so know what's coming up next? Yeah. There might not be any more uh, sequels coming out this year that I know of that we're talking about at least, but uh, we're not going to leave you guys empty handed here. We're going to have a few more episodes. It's still the holidays. So we're going to tackle another holiday franchise. And it's a weird one that you <laughs> might not think 
there's a sequel. But well, hey, it fits the premise. It does. <laughs> what there is. Uh, we're talking, uh, I think, uh, you know, early December, you watch out for a brand new episode where we kick off the, uh, the A Christmas Story franchise. Christmas Stories. Yes. A Christmas Story, A Christmas Story 2, and the uh, musical version of A Christmas Story. <laughs> yeah. Because Which, we hate ourselves. Yeah, if it's anything like our Dirty Dancing TV musical oh, episode, uh, you're going to want to tune in because it was hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Is uh, Bruce Greenwood in this one? <laughs> God, I, I don't know. I don't want to give an exact date in case we have to change anything for scheduling, but early December you can watch out for that uh, yeah. that first episode to drop. And, uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for listening to this one, and we'll see you then in, in the meantime. Oh. Yeah, we didn't even say this at the beginning, but I forgot. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, our website is sequelrights.com. You can email us any questions or suggestions for what should we do in uh, 2022 uh, to sequelrights at gmail.com and find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a very long way in helping other people find the show. Uh, if you've already done that, then feel free to tweet out or share on the social medias your favorite other holiday time episodes that we have done. We've done the Home Alones. We've done the Jingle All the Ways. We've done the Santa Claus. Claus Eye. <laughs> that's right classes classes uh i think that's it i mean it took us a long time to decide what we we're gonna do for our next that's holiday true. one because yeah. there's not a lot we've been left. Na- we've been knocking them down or, or the ones that were left were like animated and we were like i can't yeah we can't do it. we're like we can't do it. home alone there's or, a beethoven sorry, that's, that's Christmassy. Though. there's a cinderella that's Christmassy. yeah we already did those we did them yes we did them we had um, p l b t s d <laughs> Post slip before time uh, stress that's disorder. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for being here with us this week. We'll see you guys in early December as we begin the hunt for the Red Rider BB gun mm, with a Christmas story. See you guys then. <laughs>